Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Toast to the Art Show. Today, we welcome back Victoria Chick. She's a contemporary figurative artist and early 19th, 20th century print collector. And she's based in beautiful Silver City, New Mexico, which is an awesome art community to go and visit. Uh, and while you're visiting, you should visit Victoria's website and her studio. Go to victoriachick.com. She's on our show every third Saturday talking about art, art history, and also Southwest New Mexico, where she's based. So welcome back to the show. How are you, Victoria? Oh, thank you, Lisa. I'm very well today. Good, good. More rain. Good, good. Mm. Rain is always good for the desert region and high desert and mountains. And basically the Southwest needs it. So I'm really glad to hear that about rain. Um, Also, uh, you know, Victoria has also uh, founded the start of the Southwest Regional Museum of Art and Art Center. This is a another part of what we always talk about with her and how is things go how are things going with the museum? Well, they're moving along. Uh, cool. so we're we're in a in a, uh, a a mode right now where we are doing a lot of planning uh, for the next step. So uh, which will be fundraising. So so this yeah. is we're taking our time with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and fundraising to get to actually get this building in right. in in downtown Silver City, which would be right next to the museum, which is a beautiful museum. Um, so that that right. would be really cool. Okay, yeah, so makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the meantime, we keep getting wonderful pieces of art. So we are awesome. I know. I know. I'm running out of storage space. <laughs> that's wow. a good problem to have. Yeah, that. that's awesome though. That yeah. that's. So you're going to have revolving exhibits then? Oh gosh, yes, yeah. Cool. We're, we're, we're going to have we are we're envisioning three different galleries mm-hmm. within the museum itself, and each each month one of those galleries will be will be a new exhibit. So oh, awesome! There's always something new to see, and then people will get a chance to you know continue seeing the things that they have learned to love, and uh, so. Hmm. We, there's something something exciting there all the time for people. Nice, awesome. nice, awesome, cool. Well, t- t- today we're excited because we're going to talk about we're going to go to the 17th century. We have this series of you know history of ships that's been happening lately, all on its own. Uh, we've got a great article by Glenn Burrows up on Blend Radio and TV.com, all about the historic ships of England. We have two authors in their books talking about true mutinies that happened aboard ships. I mean pirating and mutinies and uh, it's some crazy stories but all true history and uh, so we're going to be doing a nice feature in our upcoming brand new magazine called way back when history goes with our way back when history show radio show we've been doing for years Um, and then we were talking with victoria on the last show and she's like you know yeah we could do uh, ships and in paintings and art Mm -hmm. and so she went right to the dutch why the dutch why did you pick on the dutch (laughs) Well, I think I think the Dutch had so so many painters, you know, that recorded the recorded ships. So there's so much material out there. Uh, the 17th century was like the golden age of Dutch shipping. Um, it was an important time for a mm. lot of countries, uh, but the Dutch kind of got a, a head start, I would say, because 
because they were they were a water water uh, not bound exactly but water loving kinds of people. They're, they lived on an estuary, uh, most of them, mm. and um, and so they were they they always loved fishing. They always loved well being in the water. They have you know um, Amsterdam is full of of canals, which a lot of people think of Venice as a canal city, but Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And certainly ranks right up there with, you know, the, um, as many as many canals. So um, they were a water-born uh, kind of people, and um, and then something happened. Something magical happened in the 17th century to make painting like a a common a common really high-level activity in in Holland and in, in, well in the Low Countries. Um, particularly, but Holland especially, with shipping. And um, I don't know why this happened. It seems like certain certain centuries are um, marked by an increase in science or uh, 18th century, an increase in music. In 17th century, it was visual art. And um, so, that, so that there were so many wonderful artists operating in, in, um, in the Dutch area at that time, Flem- the Flemish artists, the area that's now Belgium, um, on up to the Netherlands, which had a number of provinces, but the main one was Holland that we, we it kind of get, gets labeled, everything kind of gets labeled as being Holland or being Dutch. But um, generally speaking, it was the low countries it's interesting too in your article and everyone victoria's article on this uh, you can see some of the paintings too is up on blend radio and tv.com just type in victoria in dutch and you'll find, mm-hmm. find it there in the search box and she's also got her section in uh, the expert department you can see her there um, but you talk about this being the art of pride uh, so the dutch were doing really well like they were industrious and it seemed you know they were very much a free society um well, you know, they were like when yeah. see, uh, America is that like uh, freedom of religion. And that's kind of why the Mayflower stopped there first, I think, was because they were a freedom of religion country. I don't know if I got my ears mixed up, but I know that you know, <laughs> well, the Mayflower you know, went there first. It's amazing. It's amazing what freedom does to in, to improve people's lives, because oh, prior, yeah. prior to the 17th century, they had been in, in a controlled really by Spain and uh, which seems kind of strange because it's, it's, there are quite a distance. There are countries between them and Spain, but the Spanish uh, needed needed more, wanted more uh, more uh, seacoast, I guess, and this and and they they control that whole area. Um, the Dutch the Dutch revolted. They the Dutch were Protestant leaning, um, and the Mm-hmm. Spain, of course, was Catholic, and so that was one bone of contention. And they, because Spain wasn't uh, happy leaving the people to be Protestant, they wanted they wanted them to convert to Catholicism. Mm-hmm. So that was one bone of contention. Then the other one was that that uh, there was the Dutch East India Company, which was a shipping mm-hmm. company, and right. um, yeah, that was a very important one. Well, when, because the, they were being controlled by the Spanish. The Spanish keep, kept wanting to raise their taxes on everybody. And then on the Dutch East India Company, they were trying to 
um, take more of the profits, a bigger percentage of the profits plus taxes. So there was a lot of um, resentment at that, as you can imagine. And mm-hmm. it sounds familiar. They, 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 <laughs> they were, yeah, they were, they, I hate to say the Dutch are revolting, you know, because they're not, yes. but, but um, that sounds bad, but um, they, they, they had skirmishes and they had uh, not exactly riots, but they, they had unrest, I'll say, for quite a long time. Finally, they were they actually started really fighting and they, they fought really for um, 80, 80 some years uh, before the, the Spanish finally you know got tired of sending troops over there and um, decided that it wasn't worth it. So they had they then declared themselves a free colony. But this is what was so amazing because they were the first the first country in Europe to be ruled by themselves, not mm-hmm. by a monarchy, not by uh, the Pope. Uh, they were they formed their own government, and it was a republic. Mm-hmm. And that gave them the freedom to make their own laws or regulations. And they 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 erred. They did, they didn't do too much in the way of regulation. Um, they wanted they wanted their freedom, and what that freedom did was gave everybody the um, impetus to be the best they could be, be as prosperous as they could be. And this really worked because people, the, the level of the standard of living went up in Holland. It was uh, highest uh, of any country mm. in Europe. Wow. wow. Cool. Yeah. You know, when you think about that, yeah, you, the Dutch mm-hmm. East Indian company that was, you know, drilled into our heads when, you know, we were in, when I was in school in South Africa, and it yeah. was a huge change. I mean, it changed the entire country with what happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, history wise. And, you know, there were, you know, I go back to those patterns. And I know I always bring this up with you when we touch, touch on the Dutch East Indian Company, those, the dishes that they would bring in and the patterns that were also put onto cloth, that blue and white, um, it's almost like stamping and, and right. these designs on plates and, and uh, well, the porcelain. Yeah, it was all yeah. blue and white, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, and you had little windmills and things like that on there. Mm-hmm. And, but then later, it became part of textile art too. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just a a huge part of South Africa is that blue and white um, mm-hmm. Dutch East India Company. It had that stamp on there too. Uh, but and you think about that would never have happened in South Africa if it wasn't for them coming over that shipping company coming over. And mm-hmm. I mean, there was a whole fort built just because of them, you know, for in, in the Cape. So it's just when you think about how a country can move into another one, you know, it, it's pretty well, we're watching it right now with what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, which is, you right. know, a, a sad situation. Um, but I mean, way back when they're doing that on these on these ships and these ships were blowing each other up. You yeah. know, it's it's that's some crazy stuff going on. Well, there. England, England at the time. At- I mean, as I say, as I mentioned earlier, the Dutch were the guy like the first out of the gate, really, to to really do commercial shipping because that's that was their whole thing. They were trying, they were, they were trading, they were going to get spices and so forth. Other countries joined in. Other countries us concentrated like on the upper coast of Africa, um, or. Um, 
some of the people went to went to South America. Some people mm-hmm. went some some countries went to uh, Central America, and so um, the port and and different different. Um, I mean, the object of all these people was to gain wealth. Period. So they weren't they weren't trying to improve the lives of the countries they went to necessarily. No, they want stuff to take back home and make and make their lives better. So it was it was uh, it was not a uh, it was kind of selfish in a, in a way. But I mean, they were this was this was the time we can't compare it to today. Um, some the Portuguese, for instance, um, specialized in slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they would take, they took those slaves to Central and South America and Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, po- maybe pos- possibly they would, they would, um, furnish some of the slaves for the, for the South, uh, Southern United States. I'm not sure of that, but, um, the Dutch wanted, wanted, they, they, they abided by the rule kind of, or the, the philosophy that, they 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 tried to figure out what people wanted, and they would try to supply it. And people wanted spice, they wanted tea, they wanted coffee, uh, which was new. And so they they concentrated on those things. Um, so uh, the ship the shipping was mostly controlled by the Dutch East India Company. They had very, the, the Dutch didn't really specialize in protection or armies or navies. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, they were interested in business. And so this is where they sort of ran into trouble as they got more successful. Other countries started getting jealous of them. England was jealous. England was jealous. Uh, France was jealous. Spain was jealous. Mm-hmm. So they, they started to be, um, at this time, England, which is, you know, we sort of think England, you know, it has this reputation of this, you know, powerful Navy. And they did, they have, this is when they started building their Navy toward the end of the 17th century. And then they started interfering with the Dutch. Um, so the Dutch were sort of trying to, trying to fend off the English, which had a very, you know, they had more ships that were military type ships, where the Dutch had very few um, of those kind of ships. Um, then Spain, then, uh, excuse me, France started, started bothering them again. And so there, they, toward the very end of the, of the 17th century, their shipping declined a little bit, uh, just because <laughs> there were, there were more people, more countries involved. And, uh, it was, um, every, every country was really, um, really in, in a way, the enemy of all the other countries. So they didn't. They didn't get along very well. It's I think everybody was out for their own country, right? You know, because and I think you know if you think back when we're talking about it's not like today. Today, back then, how people survived was a lot harder than for how we are now. Yeah. So when you needed something. That were there are things that were really really hard to get, and that shipping was one of the ways to get stuff. I mean, if you're really when you think oh, yeah. about some of the new colonies, their most of their things like flour and all that had to come in by by boat or by ship. All these 
people that spread out had to get some kind of way of, of feeding themselves so before their own crops and manufacturing and everything could be built. So right I think every, everybody was like vying for the things they needed <laughs> for survival and to move forward. So they, you know, it's kind of the competition was pretty fierce. Well, it was. And when you when you talk about, you know, getting things from, from yeah. other places, I mean, these yeah. were luxury, these were luxury items. I mean, yeah. Knows not about it, and uh, and, and the, the Dutch standard was of living was very high. So they started producing paintings, and they did paintings of the ships. But um, most of the people, the other thing that's really interesting, I think, is that this is the first time that um, the people who bought paintings were not the rulers and not the church, but but in you know the ordinary people. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important. Um, yeah. yeah, because they. Yeah. And the, the, the subject matter of the painting appealed to them. They, they wanted to show that they were living well. They were happy, <laughs> uh, happy living well. And so the paintings often like it was the still life that would have objects in there that might be imported, uh, fruit mm -hmm. from other countries that, that didn't grow in Holland, uh, oranges, for instance. Um, they, they would might have um, uh Flowers, you know, because if you're just eking out a living, you're you're going to be growing vegetables. You're not going to be growing flowers. But now they had the time to uh, kind of specialize in things that um, they couldn't have before, or that that weren't profitable, or, or so. Now they were profitable because people wanted a bouquet of flowers because it enriched their lives. Mm -hmm. so, um, the, the, the subject matter of the paintings really changed um, because of shipping, because of wow. those, because of those boats. And uh, that's, now I think that I think that the pictures, paintings, really tell history in a way that um, I mean, people who write history, I, I, it's a difficult thing to do since you weren't there. So you're going, well, you were, but so you're reading other things or, and you're going to museums, you're looking at paintings for sure. You're looking at artifacts from that era that you're talking about and trying to piece together a great big puzzle. Yeah, so I think when, when you were looking back at things, you can only really surmise like, okay, you know, if you got rid of everything that we have right now, in your kitchen and right. you visited a museum and you picked up here's your <laughs> pestle and mortar go bake a cake <laughs> can you imagine i mean really when you think about it right those people who moved on to different countries and settled countries i'll take your hat off to a man that's brave yeah mm -hmm. yeah and hard and the thing that records it really is to me the art yeah well it definitely that's definitely easy to see when you look at dutch painting yeah and, and look at look at the painting that was done before they became a republic and compare it with the painting that was done after they were, were a republic and you can really um see it in a dramatic way hmm. I, I just love to hear when it when you this changeover from 
like the lords and the kings and the queens and the royalty, yeah. you know, they used to have all the paintings and you'd have to be really, really rich. And mostly it was the royalty that was rich way back when. But right, then right. it's to that point where people start purchasing art, you know, regular human beings purchasing art. That means a country's, you know, flourishing, you know, mm-hmm. so it was industrious. And I think I think we forget about them. You know, I think that gets lost with the history of Spain always being there as big conquerors too, England. But I think that that one piece of history about Dutch, we we don't hear about it as much, you know, unless we go there and go to Holland and Amsterdam. And well, that's but, true. Yeah. You know, yeah. we always. Yeah, because because they're smaller, you know, but look how powerful and they were as as such a small, you know, country in region, you know, it's they were smart too, you know, they're still <laughs> smart. They're still smart. We've got friends in Holland and Amsterdam. You no, know, like we're still smart. What are you talking about? We're, <laughs> you know, but, but and, and the arts, you know, the arts, you know, it's really interesting now with Europe opening up and watching a lot of travel writers and we're doing some special features just on traveling Europe. And when they go to all these places where, you know, where you learn how porcelain is getting painted and, and you see these arts that come out of Dutch, I mean, even look at Dutch toll painting and it goes more craft, but it's absolutely amazing what comes out of Holland in, in regards to art. It's incredible. So I think it's interesting about the ships. That's, that just shows something like, okay, here we are. And we are prideful because we did this, you know, we conquered. Right. Well, Shipping, shipping is uh, is something we don't think about when we think about about the culture of a country. But the two are intertwined, and certainly in this case, because you, they because they were they became wealthy enough, um, and their their uh, ruling system allowed them to uh, prosper. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. benefited, and and the culture really blossomed. Mm-hmm. So I That's mean, cool. it 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 um, it is interesting mm. when you, when you look at when you compare it with the rest of Europe, especially. And then you think about all the painters that came out of there too. You yeah. know, you right. start thinking even, about you know, it, it's even we, we've got all these paintings of ships, and and if you if you uh, go online and and look at Dutch Dutch ships, you'll see hundreds and hundreds of paintings that mm-hmm. were, were done by Dutch painters. You know, most, of, and we know who those painters were because most of them were, were recorded. Mm. Um, but the thing is, they're not famous. And some the the famous paintings in, in during the, the Dutch 17th century um, are more well, much, uh, well, they were, they tended to paint for the people who had houses. <laughs> and because you have to have, I mean, you're not going to really, hang a lot of paintings in a ship, probably. Right. But you can hang them in the houses. And so uh, you see paintings of ships occasionally in homes. You see paintings of actually of people's houses, interiors, because because people were, and in some of these, these uh, paintings of interiors, there are paintings shown in the paintings. <laughs> so, mm. uh, because they were proud of, of how they lived and they were proud of what they had and they were proud, I mean, you didn't see a lot of oriental carpets in in Holland before before shipping brought them there. So they and, we, and it was considered a you know a definite luxury 
That's exactly. So it's it's yeah. Art is luxury, but then you know you think about what is life without art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes there are, there are a lot of paintings of during during that time of people enjoying themselves and mm. like having parties in other people's houses or in a tavern. Uh, they would put everybody in there, like including kids and dogs, and everybody is you know kind of rowdy. But but mm. these were these were this is what the people wanted and. Um, there were lots of painters who did these paintings, and, and they are more well known than the than the artists who painted the ships. You know, it's it's interesting because even like well, the Dutch, a lot of them um, lived in in uh, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. They migrated there, and as you enter the one harbor in Copenhagen, there's a sculpture of a Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid. Yes. Not yes. Walt Disney's Little Mermaid, <laughs> right. but I mean, and that meant something to the people there. You know, that's like one of their biggest attractions now is yes. if you go there that you have to go see the mermaid. There's this whole story behind it that the mermaid is that sculpture's there because the mermaid saved the life of a shipwrecked prince. And then she has to give up her tail and become a human to get wedded to him and all sorts of things like that. I mean, it's, I know it's a myth, but somebody took the time to make that beautiful sculpture in that harbor. Yes. Yes. You know, and I'm sure the city paid for it, you know, because they really, they wanted a piece of art to greet people as a hello, welcome welcome sign right and I think that's what art does besides telling us history and educating it's also used to welcome people well now we're getting into public art now here we go (laughs) well here we go that's you know speaking of public art I mean most 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 pieces of public art way back way back when were commissioned by one person and and um, uh, you so we call it public art now because that's where it's it is usually. But mm-hmm. um, it was the it was usually the um, project or, or the, the the gift of one of one individual. Um, now we have a lot of public art that that is decided on by committee, mm. and um, it'll be interesting to see you know what stands the test of time. Mm. going back also like you know the mermaid you know sculpture and you know that that relates to shipping right and so you had these other artists that were painting other things like flowers and things like that and fruit and you know um Mm -hmm. but at the same time all of that being purchased for people in their homes and people getting more affluent it really came from the you know the country being better not just from the um you know, more political freedom and religious freedom and all of that. But isn't it really stemmed from what the the Dutch East India Company did, you know, having that shipping, you know, those ships. So it's, it's really, you've got a thing. I mean, they had to bomb off people like, you know, <laughs> get off my ship. You know, this is my stuff on my bomb ship. Get off. off. <laughs> yeah, they blew, they, you know, shot cannons and stuff. I mean, and people used yeah, to jump each on each other's ships and steal stuff. I mean, pirates. It, and It's oh crazy what they did. Yeah. And and you've got to think about it wasn't the nicest condition. So 
you know, it's kind of a um, respect to those who were out there risking their lives to take goods from one place to the other and to settle in places. So I think they really, you know, art really came from what happened on those ships, you know, not just been painting, but what, what went down. Surely. Well, and when you think about it. Yeah, there was a lot of skirmishes. I mean, when, when things, when they started, when they started, um, getting a little a little too prosperous and and there was all this envy with other other countries um, and there was a lot of skirmishes and people did fight they fired cannons at each other uh i'm sure ships were sunk and people drowned um Mm -hmm. but um you know they considered it worth it can you imagine like going to war? I, and, the other thing and, is, so, I mean, can you, can you imagine in one of those little ships, which they really, really weren't there large, 100 feet to maybe, I think, uh, 200, 250 feet long, um, sometimes three, three uh, decks high, um, that, that the, the weather was, was a, a probably a daily concern to them. I mean, they knew where they were going because, it, because everything had been charted mm. at that time where they, where they were going. But, but the, just the weather, I was totally without, you know, they couldn't control that. And they, those, those ships must have been pretty scary to be on uh, in, in a tremendous storm. Well, especially if you line up ships against each other in a harbor and decide to throw cannons at each other, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, steady the sails and, Go bomb the other person while they're bombing you, and you're all sitting in the same harbor. It's like, okay, how smart is that? You know, well, (laughs) does not seem very smart. It doesn't at all, does it today? But maybe they thought they could make a fast getaway. I don't know. But you're in those ships, and and it's not like they got motors. That's true. You know, yeah, it's you're always, like they're all all using the same wind. I know. So it's like you're no matter what, you're all gonna run in the same direction. Yeah. Unless you have a bunch of rowers. I mean, which would probably be slaves back then. No, they didn't have those. They didn't have those? No. No. Oh, that's um, nice. <laughs> so wow. well, anyway, I um I my head yeah. is off to the to the to the to the Dutch. Well, I'm glad they didn't they didn't use slaves and that's, you know, compared to others, you know, and and just also a different time of the world, you know, everyone, um, you can read Victoria's article about this up on blend radio and tv.com. And there's some pictures of Dutch uh, ships and painted uh, painted Dutch ships. And of course, keep up with Victoria, go to victoriachick.com. She's on every third Saturday. We talk about art, art history. We've got lots of good conversations coming up. So stay tuned. Thanks so much, Victoria. It's always fun. Thanks, Lisa. See you next week, next month.